Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. Thanks for taking a moment to take a look at the book with us. We want to think about how we ought to be involved in trying to win Jewish people to Jesus Christ. In God's Word, there is a command, but there's a contradiction as well, and we should have a compassion. Looking at the covenants that God has made to the Jewish people will help us to understand his program for these dear people in the end times, which will, of course, uh, be accompanied by the conflict. Now, actually, I've just talked through the five parts on my brand new series entitled To the Jew First. I want you to listen to the second installment of our study, To the Jew First, and as you do, think about the possibility of trying to get this entire series, it's a five-part series entitled To the Jew First, for you to have for your own personal study as you prepare. Let's take a moment, we'll listen to it, and then I'll tell you how you can get your own personal copy. But here, they're going to preach the gospel to the Jew first. And who's going to come to know Christ as Lord and Savior? Have you got your Bible open? Look at verse 4, chapter 7. And I heard the number of them which were sealed, and there were sealed a hundred and forty and four thousand of all the tribes of the children of Israel. Twelve thousand male virgin Jews. Where do I get virgin? Chapter 14. Men who have never had a relationship with a woman will come to know Christ as Lord and Savior. 144,000 of them, 12,000 from the 12 tribes of Israel, come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And what do they do? They take off as flaming evangelists, and for seven years they preach the gospel of the kingdom. The Bible says in Matthew 24, 14, the gospel of the kingdom shall be preached to all of the world, and then Jesus Christ will step down on the Mount of Olives. Everybody will hear. It's going to be massive evangelism going on during that seven years of tribulation. Oh, by the way, that Matthew 24, 14, don't you missionaries or don't you allow a missionary to ever use that as a proof text. we got to tell the world before Jesus comes back. That is not what that text is talking about. It's talking about the tribulation period between the rapture of the church and the second coming of Jesus Christ. And during that seven years, what we have not been able to do in 2,000 years is going to be accomplished in seven years because two witnesses will stand on the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. By the way, those are two witnesses. Elijah, we know that one for sure. That's the book of Malachi, chapter 4, verses 5 and 6. Elijah! Elijah will have to come before the great and dreadful day of the Lord. I think the other one is not Moses, but Enoch. How do I know that? Well, I read in the fifth chapter of the book of Genesis that Enoch walked on the earth and one day walked into the heavenlies. Never died. Elijah never died. He was taken by a chariot of fire into heaven. Two men on this earth have gone to heaven and not come back yet and have never died. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 27, appointed unto man once to die, and after this the judgment. I believe those two men will be the witnesses. Now, if you want to argue with me and be wrong, that's all right. I'd be happy to argue with you. But those two witnesses are going to preach from the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. 144,000 male virgin Jews to the Jew first. And then also to the Greek and the Gentile. They will come to know Christ as their Lord and Savior. And then they'll take off the world. And they're going to preach the gospel to every single person on this earth. All will have opportunity to hear. All except those who have, listen, heard the gospel, understood the gospel, and rejected the gospel. 
all except those that fit that criteria, heard it, understood it, rejected it, the rapture takes place, they'll not have a second chance. God will send them a strong delusion so they believe the lie. By the way, I get my doctrine from the Word of God, not from the fictional books left behind. Make certain you pay attention to what the Word says. See, that's a fiction book. And that's uh, not where you get doctrine from. You get it from here in the Word of God. So I make the statement based upon what God's Word has to say. And, and let me just suggest something. If you disagree with anything I say, don't you dare go tell the pastor. Don't you tell his associate. Don't you tell the deacons of this church. Until after you tell me. The Bible said you got ought against your brother. Go tell him first. I'll be right here with the old B-I-B-L-E waiting for you to come on down. <laughs> and we'll reason together as the Bereans did. But uh, based upon the word of God, I see that all the world is going to hear the gospel. The Jew first, 144,000 male virgin Jews are going to come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. It's the end of the midway point of the tribulation, that first three and a half years. Those two witnesses will be killed. They'll lay in the streets of Jerusalem. We'll go back to chapter 11 just a moment. They'll lay in the streets of Jerusalem for three and a half days. Unbelievable what is going to be happening as they lay in the street of Jerusalem for three and a half days. Notice verse 8. And their dead bodies shall lie in the street of the great city, which is spiritually called Sodom and Egypt, where our Lord was crucified. Our Lord is crucified in Jerusalem. And they of the people and the kindred and the tongues of the nation shall see their dead bodies three days and a half. Do you know that could not have been fulfilled up until about, oh, maybe 70 years ago when they developed satellite television? I can stand in Jerusalem. I can stand in front of a television camera. They can send that signal to an uplink. It'll go to a satellite. It'll be cast down on any place on the earth. And so now the whole world can see these in three and a half days laying in the city of Jerusalem. All the earth is going to see it happen. You know what they're going to do? They're going to have a party. Ha! It's party time. It's party time. Uh, have you ever been to a dead party? You buy a gift and go to a dead. Now, I've been to parties that are dead. But I'm talking about this is a dead party. You think I'm making that up, don't you? Look what the verse says. Verse 9, and all the kindred of people will see their dead bodies in the streets of Jerusalem for three and a half days. They won't put them in the grave. Verse 10, and they that dwell upon the earth shall rejoice over them and make merry and shall send gifts one to another. That's a party time. They're sending gifts because these two that tortured them are dead. They were going with the gospel. The gospel of God, which is the power of God into salvation, to the Jew first and then to the Greek. The great Jewish evangelism is going to happen during the tribulation period. That is one of the purposes that God allows that seven years of judgment to take place upon the face of the earth. You know there's a book that is written giving a timeline for the Jewish people. It is the book of Ezekiel. The book of Ezekiel unfolds the restoration of the kingdom people and the restoration of the kingdom practices. That would be chapters 33 to 48 of the book of Ezekiel. It is an amazing prophecy of how all the Jews will have opportunity to come to Jerusalem to hear the gospel and then have their former worship techniques reestablished with the restoration of the kingdom practices as they move into the kingdom. You want to know something? The book of Ezekiel talks about the Jews seeing what God's doing. And it says 172 times 
and they shall know that I am the Lord. What happens in the last days, every Jew shall know that he is the Lord. That's what this judgment period, one of the reasons for this seven-year period of time is. Great Jewish evangelism in the first three and a half years of the tribulation period, but basically all the way through. And so it is. It's going to be a period of great Jewish evangelism. But wait a minute. Last night I talked about the command. Tonight I said I was going to talk about the contradiction. That seven-year period of time, which is a great time of Jewish evangelism, is also going to be a horrible time of Jewish extermination. May I show you? Have you got chapter 11 of the book of Revelation? Go across the page to chapter 12. You know what happens at the midway point of the tribulation? Let me show you in verse 7. At the midway point, there was a war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. Now, the Bible in the book of Revelation is what they call apocalyptic literature. It will use a symbol to convey an absolute truth, but it will translate what the symbol is. It says the dragon. You want to know what the dragon is? Look at verse 9. And that great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan. And so when you see the phrase dragon in the book of Revelation, that's talking about Satan, talking about the devil. Now go back to verse 7. And there was a war in heaven, and Michael and his angels, remember I told you Michael's commander-in-chief of the good angels, and he fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought with his angels. Those are the evil angels. And he prevailed not, neither was their place found any more in heaven for them. They were cast out. Look over here in verse 13. Well, verse 12, first, Therefore rejoice in ye heavens, ye that dwell in them, but woe unto the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. You know the devil knows the scriptures and trembles. James tells us that. The devil understands the scriptures. When he is cast out of heaven at the midway point of the tribulation, when those two witnesses are killed, he knows he has but a short time. What does he do? Verse 13. And when the dragon saw that he was cast onto the earth, he persecuted the woman which brought forth the man-child. He starts to persecute the woman bringing forth the man-child. Again, apocalyptic literature, a symbol conveying an absolute truth. That is talking about Israel, the Jewish people. As the witness would go forth during that great time of Jewish evangelism, first to the Jews, so persecution will come first to the Jews as well. Look at verse 17. And the dragon was wroth, that is Satan was wroth, was upset, was very mad with the woman, Israel, and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which keepeth the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. And so they go forth to kill these Jews. How many of them will be killed? Glad you asked. Go back to the book of Zechariah, chapter 13. In the book of Zechariah, we read about this same situation. During this period of time, when Satan cast out of the heavenlies, all of his evil angels coming with him, they come upon the earth and they start to exterminate the Jews. It was a great time of Jewish evangelism. It'll be a horrible time of Jewish extermination. Look at chapter 13 and verse 8. Here we get a glimpse into the future written with the pen of a prophet named Zechariah. Notice what he says. And it shall come to pass that in all the land, saith the Lord, two parts therein shall be cut off and die, but the third part shall be left therein. 
Now, when you read that, you're maybe not quite able to understand what it says. Two parts will be cut off, one part will remain. It just said something about the land. Is it talking about the land that's going to be destroyed? No, let's keep reading. Don't take a text out of context. Go to the next verse. Notice what it says. And I will bring the third part through the fire. And I will refine them as silver is refined. And I will try them as gold is tried. They shall call on my name, and I will hear them, and I will say, It is my people. And they shall say, The Lord is my God. Thank you very much for joining us as we have taken a look at the book. And, of course, the issue this time to the Jew first. We have a responsibility. It's commanding God's Word. Now, there's some contradiction that's also in God's Word, and it tells us we must have a compassion for the Jewish people. The covenants of God guarantee He has committed to them, the Jewish people, an opportunity to receive the Messiah, Jesus Christ. Leading up to that great time of evangelism among the Jewish people will be the conflict. And basically, I've just talked you through this entire series. If you would like to have your copy of To the Jew First, which explains the whys and hows of sharing the gospel of Jesus, of the Jewish Messiah, with God's chosen people, then I would suggest call our toll-free number. It's 877-674-3298. 877-674-3298. It's a toll-free number from across America. Or you can go to our website, prophecytoday.com, go to the shopping mall, and be able to then order your copy of To the Jew First. It helps you to understand how to communicate the Jewish Messiah to the Jewish people. By the way, the fact is that this is all evidence of the soon coming of Jesus Christ, which is preceded. Every activity of end times prophecy is initiated after the rapture of the church. Now, the rapture could happen at any moment. In fact, let me just say this. It could happen before I complete this sentence, but if it doesn't, let's keep looking up until...